Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Okay, so Alabama and Georgia are the only good teams in college football. Surprise, surprise. Is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Lexington Bob, formerly known as Pig Suey Paul, but... He's dead. And with me as always is AJ. The team up north might actually be relevant? Marchese. Uh, yeah, like I've been saying all year, they're going to win the national championship. Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who flourished and who needs to be nourished in week five of college football. Let's hit it. Going up. To Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Hockey season's back. You know what that means. AJ's launching a new Spotify green room to tackle all the latest issues in the NHL. Specifically, like, is the preseason too short, AJ? Uh, yeah, it is. They need more games to get warm. Look, if ice, it's cold. You need more time on it to warm up. So listen to AJ's live audio only sports talk Spotify green room because that's what they all are on Spotify green room which is free to download and to use where you can talk to AJ other fans athletes and insiders in real time it's perfect for watch parties debates post game breakdowns reacting to breaking news like will Richie get a third goal in this Leafs preseason game share your own experiences on the app all you need to do is create a profile Link your Twitter, join the group. You'll get notified when Spotify Green Rooms go live. And that's right, you can download this app for free in the iOS App Store. Come with your coldest takes, because it's hockey. Get it? Ice cold. Ice cold. You know who's ice cold in week five of the college football season? Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, now I give up on them. But Lexington's back, baby. Lexington's a football town again. 
I like that we have like the losers bracket immediately where Arkansas plays Ole Miss this week. I know it's so weird. I love it. Uh, Okay. Last week there was a ton of hype going to week four or sorry week five for the slate of games. I don't think it lived up to it at all, right? No, obviously not because Arky got blown out, and I mean Ole Miss kind of made it look decent, but not really. It was not, yeah, like it was 42 14 in the final seconds. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, it felt like they were never going to lose, even though, again, it was a closer game, 24 13 over Notre Dame. The, to, to me, the best games were Stanford's upset of Oregon, but I don't think anyone was watching that until the final bit. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And, and Kentucky, Kentucky, Florida. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that, I don't even know if that was overly it was a weird week great either yeah it was a weird week like i mean even like like texas a&m lost to mississippi state nobody cares because tammy's out of it at this point fresno state fell to hawaii like ucla lost in the late game to asu um i mean i know orgeron's on the hot seat after that auburn loss but i mean bo Nix has arrived but yeah, yeah the, the i think the week overall was kind of weak even though it was supposed to be amazing. and But this week, I think week six is set up to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, you know what I think hurt it was that no big Saturday night game. Well, guess what? Let me tell you something about week six. It also doesn't have a big Saturday night game. Uh, let me tell you something about week six. It has a big Saturday night game. Michigan at Nebraska. Well, I mean, Nebraska's on that hot streak. So how are you feeling? I'm very. I already told you they're they're going to the playoffs. Like, they're winning the national championship game. Uh, obviously, the big the the week six big game was supposed to be Alabama Texas A M. Yeah, but like now that's irrelevant. Utah USC is the Fox game, and then yeah, Michigan Nebraska is the ABC game. That that four o'clock. I don't know why Penn State and Iowa is a four o'clock kickoff. I know. Maybe they think it's America's game of the week, whether it's starting at four twenty five or what. I don't know, AJ, but I'm excited for a good week of football. Because uh, every week's a good week of football. When you're a friend of Seven Rounds in Heaven, and all you have to do to become a friend of Seven Rounds in Heaven is Venmo AJ $100. Okay. Yeah, and then I'll officially declare you as a friend. Every time we've said, like, a, named a player as a friend of the show, they paid us to say that. Yep. Quinn Miners actually owes us half his contract. Yeah, I believe, <laughs> I believe so. Uh, Okay. Week five, superlatives, best freshman, where you going, who caught your eye in the freshman I don't have a lot of freshmen, and and you know what I'm thinking now? This might be, this is probably totally empirical, but I I feel like there's less freshmen playing this year, especially in big spots, just because uh, we got all the super seniors. I think, A, you're correct, B, I think... Like we're still we're we're only a month into the season. Yeah. Right? It's gonna t- it's it generally it takes time. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah I, th- I think both those are reasons as to why. Um. And, and yeah, the best teams aren't playing very many freshmen, and we're generally watching the best teams. Yeah. And hey, but the best team did play a freshman a little bit. He get got in on the action. They mixed them in finally. JJ McCarthy, QB one. Uh. In a couple of years, played, played a little bit for Michigan. Looked good, man. One attempt, one completion, and went 56 yards for a touchdown. Beautiful deep ball uh, to Baldwin. 
That was sick. They're mixing him in on the run. He got a touchdown run on a QB sneak. A couple other carries for seven yards total. J.J. McCarthy, best freshman this week. I respect that. Uh, I'm going to go with the son <laughs> of a CFL legend. Oh, yeah. The son of Arlen Bruce the third, <laughs> And his son is Arlen Bruce the fourth, who actually had a big impact. So we thought that Missouri-Iowa game would be a little better um, than it ended up being, obviously, Talia Tungvaluwa really collapsed. Um, but the Iowa stud has arrived. He was playing a ton. Yeah. He's sick. He uh, he uh, he ended up with six catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. But he looked good against Maryland. And, um, yeah, his dad's one of the best CFL receivers from my childhood. He's, he was always, like, was he always up to antics, too, Arlen Bruce? Yeah, he's always fun. You, you know who I always thought uh, he reminded me of, just in terms of, like, kind of the talent and the antics, is Andre Risen. <laughs> he, he's, he's the bad moon of the CFL. Exactly. Um, I'll, I'll give you a more dominant freshman performance, though. Impossible. How about Georgia redshirts freshman center, Cendric Van Pran, who absolutely dominated the point of attack for that Georgia offensive line against Arkansas. And that, we know that Arkansas front seven is talented. Mm-hmm. He was moving John Ridgeway around. Um, and I, I didn't know much about him heading in, and... The, the ground game, I mean, with Stetson Bennett, it didn't even matter at quarterback because they just pounded the rock. And Van Pran was moving. He's 6'4", 310. He's a former top 100 national recruit. This guy's going to be uh, an NFL an NFL dude to watch out for probably as soon as next year. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I feel like Georgia underclassmen, offensive linemen are always hyped as hell. And then they'll get to like the senior year and they're like a fifth-round pick. I don't know why. I'm not saying he's going to be that. Not That's my boy. Not, not my boy said Van. <laughs> no, not it's him. that dude. Okay, you want to jump to sophomores? I, I think there's a lot more sophomores. Yeah, no, I had to cut myself off. But it's a lot of, like, uh, usual suspects for me at sophomore. Who 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 stood out? I mean, who, who I mean, Bijan Robinson is – you can write his name in, in marker here each week. Yeah, I, I put him at the top of the list. I mean – just a massive put game. Him I just yeah, him. no, but he was especially good this week. Like he carried the Longhorns to the win. Uh, Thirty-five carries, literally carried them to the win. Two hundred sixteen yards, two touchdowns. A little less through the air than usual. Two catches for twenty-two yards. But he, I'm always so impressed on how he looks running routes. He looks like a big slot out there, just making NFL level wide receiver cuts. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, and honestly, just specifically, I loved his like last couple carries at the end of the game. When uh, Texas needed a couple first downs to milk the clock and end the game, and he just refused to go down. He kept churning his feet, pushing the pile, just big boy running, and it was really fucking impressive because, I don't know, I got the feeling TC was going to get the ball back, and Bijan just kept going and going and going and picked up uh, two first downs like with like multiple 10-yard runs, and it was pretty crazy. And, and on, the, on the other side of that, how, I, didn't, I didn't get eyes on TCU Texas. How'd Zach Evans look? I was going to name him here too. Not as flashy, but had a really good game. Again, 15 carries, a buck 13, a touchdown, a couple catches, 11 yards. Um, no, he looked really good too. And I said said to you guys, uh, to, the, to the group chat, I think Texas is back, the state of Texas, that is, as uh, the, the running back state. Like every school there has a good running back. Obviously Spiller, Bijan, Evans, uh, Ulysses at, at SMU. Um, uh, what's his face? 
Sincere McCormick. Like every school like has uh, the North yeah. Texas running back is fun. Like every school's got a really good running back right now. Love it. Um, okay. You 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 handled the running backs from Texas. I'll handle the interior defensive linemen from the two best programs in the country, Alabama and Georgia. On paper, Jalen Carter for Georgia and Tim Smith from Alabama didn't have massive games, but their their impact was far beyond uh, the the box score. I thought I thought Jalen Carter was unblockable for Georgia uh, against Arkansas, and then when I looked up his stats in the game, he had one tackle. I was I was shocked. The whole Georgia defensive line dominated uh, yeah. the Arkansas offensive line, but he, especially um, in terms of pass rush, I thought he he looked fantastic. So agile. And he's wearing number 88, which I hated for a defensive <laughs> tackle, but he looked so, so explosive and so agile in, in uh, laterally, too, in, in space. Uh, and then for t- Tim Smith at Alabama, he looks like the next future. Di- and I, I heard... Um, a lot of hype about him entering the year, how they, they like him more than some of their upperclassmen. Um, and he, him just getting in the rotation, he is so freaking powerful. He was uh, – that Ole Miss offensive line isn't that – like there's multiple prospects on their offensive yeah. line, more on that later. But he was just standing dudes up and in, in, uh, taking up all the space in the world. I thought he looked great as a run defender. Sticking to Alabama, Will Anderson had another fucking – studly performance for them i i I think you could uh it's crazy because alabama i was thinking about this while i was watching tim smith on the d-line drew sanders at linebacker will anderson at edge and uh malachi moore at db all four of them are true sophomores all four of them could be here this week yeah and then obviously you mix in the fucking upperclassmen that are still really good yeah but didn't 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 Kiffin say like Anderson's gonna go first in the draft or something like that? I think after the game, uh, but yeah, yeah he, he was he was so. he was all over the place. A sack, a couple TFLs, a couple hurries. He's already so good against the run. I feel like nine tackles. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's gonna be up there for sure. Uh, next this time next year. Um, I'll I'll throw another SEC playmaker at you, Keishon Boudé. For LSU, who could go here every week with Bijan Robinson, um, most of his damage came in the first half against Auburn. He had that one touchdown down the sideline where I I still don't know how Max Johnson fitted in there, nor how Boudet tracked it. Uh, but he finished for six for one and twenty seven in the score against the Tigers. I thought he looked awesome. Uh, he's going to be a first round pick. Is that's the way it's trending at least. Uh, you speak of a first round pick. I'll give you tight end one, Michael Mayer. I went back to the well here again. Eight catches, 93 yards, really the only thing on Notre Dame's offense. Uh, that first drive, we ran the slot route on 4th and 10, which I couldn't believe they were going for it, 4th and 10 on the first drive. And uh, he looked like a real wide receiver out of the slot and just ran a little out, and uh, it was fucking crisp as hell. And sometimes it's like, it's not like he's explosive or, or fa- like overly fast or anything. He's just like really smooth for his size. And obviously he was the go-to guy against a really good defense. They lost. And at the end of the game, he was playing on one leg, and they were still forcing the ball to him. Uh, yeah, he's he's baby Gronk. You're right, Rob. He's he's even, he's even got the the banged up run towards the end of the game like Gronk does. Uh, I'll throw one more. Tarheeb still the Maryland corner. I thought he looked really good, especially early against Iowa when Maryland was still in that game. He had uh, on in the first like quarter, I think he mm-hmm. had two pass breakups. Uh, and another play where they threw a wheel route to the running back, and he just had perfect coverage, so it was a no-go. 
Um, but one of the pass breakups came covering a wide out on out route, and the other came uh, uh, covering a tight end. And I just thought he's showing a ton of coverage versatility. Weekday warrior. I assume we're talking more from that ball game. Yeah. So the obvious one, I knew you would put it uh, to Dante Dimas Jr., um, who was looking great against Iowa, and that 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 was when he got hurt. It was really when. It, it, the game yeah the game flips 100 percent. he had four four catches for 61 yards before he got hurt uh and then obviously he had his 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 leg um get kind of crumbled up on and got carted off air casted obviously he's done for the season and we saw him mouth uh all, all what was it i'll be back i'll be back yeah yeah so one of our favorite senior prospects here and uh, seemingly returning to Maryland. But, yeah, that freaking sucked because, God, he is so good. It really sucked. And like you said, th- his injury completely flipped the ball game. It was tight. Uh, he was just, like, going, like, posting in on them all day, and it was easy money for, for Tolua. Um, and then once he got hurt on, on the return, it, it just it just ended all momentum that Maryland had. And it was a runaway fucking within 10 minutes of that injury. It was pretty ridiculous. And – I'll I'll flip to some Hawkeyes. I'll give I'll give one offense, one defense for the Hawkeyes. I thought an offense, Tyler Goodson. He's not like super flashy. He he looks really good uh, receiving, catching the ball. Um, had touchdowns. I, I, I actually ended up putting him for shooting up the board. Yeah, no, I think he deserves it. He's like he's got an interesting frame. Like I think like honestly, I think he's gonna be a really solid RB two. Is what I came away with after watching that game. You know what I thought? I thought he reminded me a lot of James White. That's interesting. He's a little like he's a little yeah, I guess. Because White White's he's, not he's kind what, of he's not the biggest guy, but he's got a little he's he's short, but he's got some squattiness to him. You, you know what I feel like um, it is? He's like kind of like top heavy, where he's got like a l- lean lower body, but like a a wide upper body. Like like yeah, he's got a funny build. And uh, he looked good, obviously in space. He had the the big touchdown mm-hmm. catch and run touchdown. Um, yeah, he's a competent pass catcher and. I, I don't know. I just he looks like a future satellite back. Yeah, like just sees the holes, hit it. Like, and it's not like he can't run between the tackles either because he does it a lot for them too. So yeah. like, I think like yeah, like uh, that like RB two like, I don't know who's a good example. Like 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 I don't know. I can't think of a good example, but guy who like maybe like Jamal Williams, even though they're not the same football player, but where you use him in passing downs, but you can run between the tackles too. Yeah. Um, another obvious weekday warrior for me was coming out of that Virginia Miami game, Keaton Thompson, who's just listed as football player on the Virginia Cavs <laughs> roster because a former Mississippi State quarterback won. This man doesn't wear the. Uh, he wears number ninety nine. Two, he plays like wildcat quarterback. He's technically the backup quarterback. He plays wide receiver. He had a big run uh, against Miami. He finished with uh, 47 rushing yards on three carries. He had four catches, 55 yards. After the game, Bronco Mendenhall just said, he is UVA football. I freaking love him. <laughs> yeah, he was a lot of fun in that game that was actually pretty fun. Yes. It had that Dontavian Wicks, my guy, had that insane touchdown. Rub. He did. That was, that was unreal. I, I, honestly, I don't think it should count. Not that it wasn't a catch. It's just, it's just too weird. Too weird. It shouldn't count. Hear me out on Keaton Thompson. Someone's going to maybe not draft him, but he's going to be in a camp doing some weird stuff. Like, this is the Taysom Hill. Yeah, you calling it right now? It's Taysom? 
Yeah, this is this year's Taysom Hill. Sean Payton's drafting him in the fourth round. Uh, I'll throw one more name out there. The, the Iowa defense. I thought Jack Campbell played a really good game. Not like a super flashy game. Only had three tackles, which is he had, low for yeah, him. Yeah, he had that pass breakup that led to the pick. Yeah, exactly. That's, I thought that, that, that PBU was just such a great play. and Like, even if it didn't lead to an interception, um, it was the first one, too. Uh, that was still just a great PBU, and it was just double-added that, that it got picked off, too. I thought that was really impressive play. Yeah, we we haven't really talked about him much, but he's had a great year so yeah. far. Yeah. I feel like this – I know it wasn't a huge game, but that blow was really impressive, so I, I got Hawkeyes listed here. Well, we probably have a lot more next week, too, when uh, they, they roll through Penn State. Amen. Um, who's your best offensive prospect this week? It's called a segue for a reason, baby. I didn't have a clear-cut guy, so I went with Tyler Linderbaum. He's just, again, looking like a fucking stud. Uh, the, the reach blocks he was making against Maryland were pretty fucking silly. Just the athleticism you see on every snap from him is pretty unreal. And uh, I don't know. like like I, saw, I think there was one play that like, was outside, and like he made one block. He's already outside the tackles. Like, make another block, uh, climb. It's just pretty silly. He's, he's kind of unreal at this point right now. Um... I'm going with an offensive lineman as well. I'm going with Evan Neal, uh, Alabama left tackle, who helped bulldoze Alabama to 241 yeah. rushing yards against Ole Miss. Um, he Nobody could do anything against him, even when he didn't look fundamentally clean at times in that game uh, in terms of his feet and getting to landmarks. He, like, he is such a massive human being and mm-hmm. such an athlete that it didn't matter. Um he, lo- he, he would just lock everybody. Like, nobody did anything against him. It, it was pretty ridiculous. Like, you wouldn't notice him if you... Like, I, I, I on the rewatch, I just stared at him the whole time, basically. And it was it was a joke. Like, it didn't seem fair. It was crazy. What he does... Like, his, his combination of length, power, and athleticism is ridiculous. Um, he's the top tackle in the country for a reason. You think he's going to be the first pick in the draft? It's trending that way. I mean, obviously, it depends who has the pick, but... Um, if Jacksonville has the like pick. This cor- yeah, like, if Jacksonville has the pick... Like, unless... Unless Detroit has the pick, pretty much everyone there could use him. Lions going to take Thibodeau, though. They got Jared Goff. There you go. There you go. Speaking uh, of best defensive- people from Michigan... Uh, <laughs> my best defensive player, uh, I went with Sauce Gardner. And it wasn't like a fucking big, flashy game. He only had two tackles. Did have the interception. That was just incredibly easy for him because Jack Cohen, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Getting hit, fading away, through right to him uh, in the red zone. Uh, but he was there. But I just thought he's just shutting shit down. Opposite, uh, they, whoever was opposite of him. Yeah, go ahead. For for a bit there, they weren't even like um, they weren't even looking at him. No, no, they were not going at him. Like to the point that they, like they really only went af- uh, after Kobe Bryant. That's his name, right, Kobe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew the name, and then when I said it aloud, I put it together. I'm like, wait, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. They, for real, they just stopped. They just stopped going at him. And you know, I, I honestly, honestly, I really wanted to see sauce just follow michael mayer i thought that would have been so much fun and just like a great game plan they didn't have to do it though uh but no he just he just shut down and like sauce had that there was that one um not the interception but on a different i can't remember who he was covering but they ran a crossing route Mm -hmm. and he baited he baited cone to like 
I think it might actually Pine might have been in this point. Yeah. But he he like baited it so it looked like it should be kind of a easy throw and then once the ball was released like it was ridiculous how easy it was like he, he had the the um inside hand on the hip and just ball in front or hand in front break up pass easy money sauce doing sauce i knew you'd pick him for uh, he's got defensive, so he's got really impressive um recovery speed and it's Recovery speed might not even be the right word because he's, he's baiting it. And you see him doing this every week. Like, he was doing it against Indiana, too. Where, like, I feel like he gets bored to a point. He's like, all right, I want another pick. And he just leaves a sliver of hope and, uh, and shuts it down. Yeah, like, yeah. Avery Davis has been pretty, like, big for um, for Notre Dame. And he, he didn't really do anything against him at all. Um, so, I knew you'd pick him. I, I, I put him for shooting up the board. Uh, but I went with Jordan Davis from I'm I'm keeping it all SEC baby. Uh, Jordan Davis is my best defensive prospect who could have gone for a play the box score as well because yeah. against Arkansas just on paper just two tackles, but they could not run the ball. He dominated Ricky Stromberg. He sat down, ate up space, and then there was multiple times where he'd slip a block and chase down uh, a play uh, and like force it to be stretched out. And sometimes he'd make the play, and sometimes because he he was doing that, other guys would. Uh, there was one play where I couldn't believe he um, he kind of shot a gap on it, which I think was an inside zone run. And because he shot the gap, the running back bounced it, and Jordan Davis just chased him down. He's 6'6", 340 doing that. Um, he He's a nose tackle that, like, seeing what Vita Vea is doing on Sundays, teams getting, are going to fall for Getting those stats? Yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah. They got to start making, like, sack assists because, like, multiple times he just blew up the entire left side of the line and then Joe trying to just easy clean up sacks. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, who's who's your uh, top shooting up the board this week? We've already Uh, named two of my five. I'm going to stick in that game and stick with a guy that I could have easily put for outplay the boxer. I'll I'll go with my Jay Sanders, who – yeah, we know Notre Dame isn't trotting out the usual Notre Dame offensive line, but I thought I, he was. I did, I did put him for a play the box score. Yeah, I, I put someone else who, who could have been best defensive prospects. So I'm just rotating guys this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but again, he was terrific. Um, three tackles, a TFL, a pass defense, a couple of hurries. Uh, Cone's second interception was directly a result of my J. Sanders blowing him up as he released it. So credit to him for that pick too. Um, I, I think it just it felt like he was constantly harassing whatever Notre Dame quarterback had out there, and it was just it was a really impressive game. And yeah, I I mean I didn't he, I didn't focus on my Jay like through the first couple weeks, but I thought he started a little slow, and uh, he shut me up. So this is my second time for putting him for a play the box score, um, and he also looked really good against the run for Notre Dame setting the mm-hmm. edge. That that was a big takeaway for me. He was, I mean, their left tackle was getting cooked by whoever was up against him, but yeah. he was cooking the right tackle too. You saw some speed to power. You saw um, a nice swim move at times. And then, yeah, just I thought the power at the point was kind of something he needed to improve on, and he really did against yeah. Notre Dame. Um, I'll stick on the defensive side of the ball. I'll go with N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker for mm-hmm. Georgia, who is one of the best blitzing linebackers I've seen. Yeah. He had, he had one and a half sacks against Arkansas and just – the combination of timing and just ferocity, and he's not a big guy. He's like 220, six foot 220. Uh, but he just plays with his hair on fire. And obviously, 
the concern with him is length, size and length, but he he's such an impressive downhill athlete and he is so explosive. And just everything's a, a car crash with him. Uh, he's one of my favorite players in the country and he was just terrorizing KJ Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, watching him explode like that on blitzes, it, it's, it's hard not to think of Roquan Smith, right? Yes, I like that. Because, I mean, I'm not saying it's a comp, but, you know, similar size off the same school. And that, that skill set, it just, it, it's very similar. I, I mean, the Bears feel, I feel like the Bears haven't done it as much with him, but at Georgia, they, they always had that perfectly timed Roquan Smith blitz, yeah. and it blew shit up. Speaking of perfectly timed blitzes, Rob, uh, I'm going to put Daxton Hill shooting up the board, who we haven't talked too much about this year, but both of us loved in the summer. Um, it, it wasn't a rocky start, but I thought it was a really interesting game from Dax Hill where like, uh, DK for Wisconsin got him on a slot fade uh, for the touchdown right before the half. Uh, right before that, Daxton had him, like he's just manning up against DK. And um, he had him like really tight coverage, but DK made the tough catch on the sideline right before that. We go to the second half, and like outside of that, Hill was just all over the place, it felt like, for the Michigan defense. Uh, he blitzed perfectly on the first drive of the third quarter, and that just laid Graham Mertz out, literally breaking his ribs or whatever and sending him out of the game. Uh, it was beautiful, perfectly fucking struck hit right in the side. Uh, teaching tape for, for, a, for a blitzing DB, I would say. Um, then he got his revenge on, on DK, had a PBU on him on a deep out on third down, really nice play, and then topped it off with a great play for the interception. We were just sitting on the underneath route. Uh, he read Wolf's eyes and dropped off to make the leaping interception. Uh, really flashy game, really impressive game. Um, and it started with a like he wasn't in bad coverage actually on the touchdown. Merch, Merch threw a really nice ball and DK ran a nice route. So I think he, he had a really impressive game overall. It's it's funny that when you have a Michigan guy, you spend like ten minutes talking about him. He had a flashy game. That's all. That's it. I, I made a lot of notes. All right. Say that shit about Chris Olave when he cooks them next next. Uh, next <laughs> Chris Olave two catches yeah, for twelve one. yards against Tulsa. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go check what he did against Rutgers. That's your favorite program. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll stick. I'll stick at DB. Um, you love long corners. How about Nick Grant at Virginia, who broke up three passes against Miami? He's a six-three corner. He also. Was playing like some dime linebacker had a huge run stuff on uh I think I think it was a fourth and short, um he physical long rangy, uh he he's had a kind of a bit of an up dad career at Virginia, but he has the intangibles that the the modern NFL loves that corner, physical and long, uh and, and does a really good job locating and finding ball in phase, um. I think he's going to be a guy at the Senior Bowl. Speaking of physical DBs that played on a weeknight, I put Riley Moss here, who six uh, one, almost two hundred, had the pick, um, five tackles, had a really nice TFL, just a great play on uh, Tulu's running, knocking the, just knifing down off the block, making the tackle it was great. He's a good athlete, like he's. I think he's like, he was like a Sneaky high school sprinter good, right? and stuff. Yeah, sorry. Sneaky good athlete. Yeah, he's a sneaky good athlete. <laughs> is your pro comp Jason Seahorn? My pro comp is Jason Seahorn or uh, Troy Apke, you choose. Uh, next level, though, I, I feel like he could kind of play anywhere in the secondary. I mean, I lean moving him off corner because he's not allowed to. But at nickel or safety, I think I think you're going to get an interesting ball player. And he's balling out for this Iowa defense right now. 
Okay, my final, because we already hit Goodson, we already hit Sauce. Uh, I put James Cook here. I, I still think he's the, be- the best running back at Georgia. Um, both him and Zamir White played uh, well against Arkansas. Uh, but Cook was just ripping off explosive run after explosive run. He yeah. just is such an agile in, in twitchy back and they didn't even get him i think his the best thing about him is what he does as a pass catcher and they didn't even because they could barely throw the ball they didn't even get him involved in that that part of the, of the game but uh in a running back class that doesn't look too great james cook's gonna be a, a guy especially because he should i hope he's at the senior bowl um he he should be a, a guy everyone wants on their team yeah i think i think he get there and they're they're definitely saving the the passing aspect for when they need it against alabama uh, <laughs> yeah, you hit my couple Georgia guys too. I'll throw one last name out there. Going back to Cincy, Alec Pierce, who I kind of liked in the summer, had a big game for the Bearcats. Six catches, a buck forty-four. He just kept getting open deep, stacking the DB, uh, Ritter hitting him. It's impressive. I, I like I like Pierce as that like deep threat jump ball kind of guy. He's a fun too. Like maybe he gets. I mean Ben Skoranek is still on a roster. Speaking of Notre Dame, uh, so I think Alec Pierce can be on a roster this time next year. Uh, respect. Ben Skronik comp, nice. Um, <laughs> you love white white skill position players. Um, okay, moving to sliding Someone down the board. To. I'm going to start. <laughs> I've mentioned the senior bowl a couple times here. So I'm going to start with sliding down the board with, in quotation, senior QBs, because they're not all technically seniors, but they all would have been uh, or are going to be eligible as senior bowl quarterbacks. This is not a great crop. And they haven't looked very good, and the quarterback class in general hasn't looked good. But uh, I've been thinking because Dane Brugler put together an article last week, and it it was kind of highlighting that on average, I think there's eight senior quarterbacks drafted each year. And um, he was going through who the possibilities could be for those eight. Um, And outside of Kenny Pickett, who's really helping himself – some of the guys he was naming have not been great. Uh, I, I'll just go through a couple here. Jack Cohn, who looked horrible against Cincinnati, and Drew Pine, I think, is potentially going to take his job. Uh, Anthony Brown looked really poor yeah. against Stanford. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. has had and is hurt again. Nightmare. Against Penn State was once again horrible. Even in a victory in a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to tie ourselves to Will Levis, the Will Levis train, because we'll take anything at this point. He didn't play well against Florida either. No. Um, like, he's a fun college quarterback, but, yeah, I don't. I think that the, the draft stock thing's coming on. And I don't think Desmond Ritter played very well against Notre Dame. I know statistically, 297, two scores, 9.3 yards per attempt. I, he missed so many throws. Uh, I just thought he played poorly, and I, I don't know I don't know what we're thinking with this, uh, who we're going to get at the Senior Bowl, but these these quarterbacks are all not good. Yeah, uh, Jim Nagy, speaking of, he tweeted out today saying how great Kenny Pickett's been, how great Desmond Ritter's been, and how great uh, Malik Willis has been. So I think you can pencil those three in for the Senior Bowl. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mal- Mal- sorry, I should have said, um, in Dame Brugler's article, he said, Willis obviously is a lock to get drafted, and Ritter's the other lock. And then he went through the the six kind of up next guys, and P- Pickett was the top one, and rightfully so given what he's done. But yeah, I, I don't know, um, I don't know what we're gonna be looking at here. In, it's with this. It's not a great sign that in the year of the super senior, it's it's bad for senior quarterbacks. 
I know. But also at the same time, we're saying this now, and yeah. there's never actually that many great quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl. And as long as Malik Willis is there, I think I'll be happy. Yeah, no, uh, no, that's that's fair. And I mean, Kenny Pickett will will have the Nathan Peterman week and get himself drafted in the fourth round. And <laughs> yeah. Ritter Ritter will be interesting. Uh, okay, let's let's take a quarterback. I don't know where you wanted to talk about Matt Corral, but I'm bringing him up. I here. think he play, I, I I put Matt Corral for uh, played the box score because I don't think he is the reason that they lost Alabama, and I he didn't. He didn't really – he did the most he could with what he had. It was kind of my takeaway. A couple drops too. I think he's still – he's still in a completing 72% of his throws. He had, I think, three drops in the fourth quarter. Um, didn't turn the ball over. Offensive line was horrible. I actually yeah. put Nick Ben Brown and Nick Broker both me, here me too. Uh, for sliding yeah. down the board. Um, and even more so for how, how little they did as run blockers. Um, yeah, they could. Yeah. Ole Miss could not run the ball. So like, I I don't like. I, I just put him. I didn't really put him here. I just wanted to see where we could talk about him because I didn't have a natural fit for him. Um, I wouldn't have put him personally if I outplayed the box score, but he didn't turn the ball over, and I think that again, like he, like I agree with everything you just said. He wasn't the reason they lost. Period. I almost feel like that's a win when they got blown out like that. Um, he definitely wasn't particularly great. Or anything, uh, but the game was away from them early. I mean, those fourth downs, they were. I don't mind going for it at all, but the play calls were really bad. I feel like every single time it was just zone read, and they went up the middle. It was it was pretty pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was particularly great. I'm not really saying he's sliding down. Just when I wanted, I hoped to see some big special game from Corral. He, he didn't deliver, but I, I'm not blaming him. I'm just. Blaming myself for for uh, getting excited about I, that game. I, I didn't put him anywhere, but like Dontario Drummond too didn't like, yeah didn't show up. Agree. I I did put Jerry on Ely here for sliding down. Um, again, disaster of off the line this week. Nine carries, sixteen yards, but he hasn't been impressive to me at all this season. No, I think you're right. I think he had the, he had a hundred yards against Tulane, and other than that, he's like. I don't know. It's, I, I this maybe just from me looking at the numbers, but I think he's like hovering around like I don't know. Four and a half per carry, maybe, which isn't what you want to see from an SEC back, you know, going through a, uh, you know, an early season schedule. I, I, yeah, it hasn't been impressive to me. Do you have any other Ole Miss uh, players here while while we get them out in the garbage? No, I was gonna move to the Arkansas Georgia group. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, and it's all trench players from Arkansas for me. I already mentioned John Ridgeway got absolutely dominated by Cedric Van Pran. Um, I'll I'll go with Trey Williams too, who. A week after putting himself on the scene, mm-hmm. really did nothing against Georgia. Uh, he got called on offside. I didn't see very much from him in terms of uh, pass rush toolbox. It when is like because his athleticism wasn't getting the, the job done, and there wasn't a lot there for him. Yeah. Um. In other side of the ball, Ricky Stromberg, who I kind of already mentioned as well, and that Arkansas offensive line in general, uh, they got their teeth kicked in by the Georgia D line. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, fuck, I can't wait to see that Georgia defense against Alabama off the line and vice versa, too. This, this Georgia defense is so fun, specifically the front seven. Like, it's dominant. They, I, I've said this to you. They might as well just sim the rest of the SEC season and just get us to that game. Mm-hmm. What's the point of any of it? You know what? I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick. And this one hurts me. Uh, and he didn't have a bad game particularly this week. I, I put John Mechie. I know he had the touchdown. It was a nice catch. 
I love him, but he, I just feel like he hasn't he, been great hasn't. this year. He hasn't he, made he hasn't made a step up at all. Very like, quiet. Yeah. And Williams has been better than him. I think that's fair to say. And um, yeah. Like I feel like some people I've seen pegging him. Like I don't know, people might be just doing victory laps, but saying, "Oh, he was never really a wide receiver one, blah 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 kind of guy." It's like I don't think anyone thought he was, you know, some special wide receiver one. But uh, I think both of us thought like a day two uh, type of dude that you come in and is a solid wide receiver too. Okay, you were, but did you have a day two grade or or like a fourth around him? No. What'd you have? A check grade. A a check. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I had a third. Uh, Yeah, day three grade Nelson Aguilar comp. Okay, so the best wide receiver two in the NFL. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, no, he, he has not elevated himself at all. And uh, yeah. Um, Notre Dame center Jarrett Patterson was a guy some people mm-hmm. pegged as a potential top 100 guy. And obviously, the history, that, like in recent history, Notre Dame's churned out offensive linemen. This year, their offensive line is horrible. Uh, and he's kind of the only guy. I talked about Kane Madden last week. Yeah. His defense, he transferred up from Marshall. Jared Patterson was the only guy who I think uh, was expected to absolutely be that next Notre Dame offensive lineman. And he he was not very good against Cincinnati. Uh, he wasn't the worst of the offensive line because he's surrounded by worse offensive linemen, but he did not play very well. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Okay, let me do a quick one. Uh, Tolua I put here because he was absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> but, okay. It doesn't count. He's not, he's not a real prospect. I don't know. He's got some love. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, hold on. Uh, did you watch the, the Wolfpack Boise State game? Uh, I, I've got Carson Strong somewhere, if that's what you're asking. Okay, where'd you put him? I, I, I put him here, but just because I wanted to talk about him. I put him for a small school guy who caught my eye just because I wanted to talk about him. Okay, let's let's let's. Do you want to save him or do you want to talk about him now? I would talk about him now. Um. Okay, so he, the quarterback group's been so bad. Yeah. That like him not being great but yep. not being horrible, puts you in a weird spot with him. That's I, kind of my takeaway. Like yeah. He wasn't horrible against Boise State. They obviously hung 40. They won in uh, on the Smurf turf. He did what he needed to do. Uh, but he's not the reason they won. I, I agree. Toa Towel was, baby. Uh, more than that. <laughs> I mentioned him for small school guy, but we'll get that out of the way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, was he bad? No, not at all. I just didn't think he was yeah, he, anything special. He, and l- like you said, he's not yeah, actually he sliding because the rest of the group is shit. But no, yeah, go ahead. He didn't play like a guy who's going to be a first round pick, though. No, I I thought he was holding on to the football way too long. Like a lot of the game, he he took four sacks. Uh, hey, the new pride of Alberta, uh, Bagna for our Boise State, got him three times. That was impressive. Sophomore, um, the touchdown. And, yeah, go ahead. And so, and it's kind of the same thing coming to that Kansas State game. Like their their biggest games this year, they played a lot of big games for a Nevada program. Like yeah. they played Cal, they played Kansas State, and they played Boise State. He hasn't been bad in them, but he hasn't looked like what you expect the first round pick to look like. And exactly. the like they they still have Fresno State, they still have um they still have San Jose State and they still have San Diego State, which mm-hmm. are all big, obviously Mountain West games. But I don't know. He, though he's had three chances to really lock himself in in a quarterback class that's disappointed and he, he hasn't disappointed, but he hasn't locked himself in. That's kind of the take. 
by the way, let me say, I think San Diego State is the is the trick out of those three for some reason. Uh, but yeah, like the like the touchdown back shoulder uh, goal line fade, good throw. Um, you know he just slung it away from the DB outside of Cole Turner's frame. Uh, just trusted Cole Turner to get it. Was a really nice grab. I think it was a better catch than a, than a throw, but it was a good throw. Uh, he had that one like thirty nine yard uh, nice touch throw, but it wasn't like that special. Like like yeah, like we said, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't a wowing performance, but. He doesn't really need to wow right now with the rest of this class. He can keep doing this week in, week out, and be a first-round pick. Um, but, yeah, it almost it's almost – I don't know. Like, I I'd really I think we both had really high expectations for the Nevada team, and it's not like they're not winning. Um, it's But it's almost worse for them that, like, they got the big games in the, in the front of the schedule. Not that we didn't know that was coming. Because um, I almost feel like it's just going to take a little bit to just kind of get the wheels under them. And Strong's going to have more impressive games as we get further on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hope at least, yeah. Um, going to prospect who made me look stupid, uh, and sticking in that Georgia Arkansas game, Jamari Sal- Salier, their left tackle. Yeah, a guy who I who who's a big recruit had hype over the summer. Didn't love him. I thought, although I still like, I think he's a guard still. He he was just he was part of the reason Trey Williams didn't show up and was yeah. freaking washed away in the run game. He was moving dudes. Like they were nothing in the run game. I think if you if you really break it down, he still had some issues in pass protection. But as a guard, I think he's he's a potential top one hundred guy. No, I think that's fair. He's been really good this year, and uh, I, I didn't put him anywhere, but he was definitely worth mentioning. Um, made me look stupid. Uh, you, you were low on Mechie. I was too low on Johan Dotson. I I had him like I think where you had Mechie and um, in the summer. And uh, I got to give you credit. You're right because he's clearly a I think McShay's got him, or, or Kuiper's got him wide receiver one right now. Eight catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns uh, Saturday night against Indiana. Um, he's been phenomenal. He's been so, he's been so, so good. And I, uh, I look dumb. I look dumb. Prospect, prospect matchup. I went with Kentucky O-line versus the Florida D-line. Um, where I don't think there was a clear loser or winner or anything. It was just a good, like, Brenton Cox Jr. and Zachary Carter against Dare Rosenthal and Darian Kennard. Um, yeah, I don't think Rosenthal and Kennard played amazing or anything, and and I don't think Cox or Carter really dominated them though. <laughs> uh, it was just a fun watching a bunch of NFL talent go at each other. No, it definitely was, and I agree. Like it's like none of them really stood out, but it was entertaining. I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I went with a, a funky one here. I went because I, I watched most of this game. Uh, pouring rain in West Lafayette. David Bell versus Chris Ottman Bell. The Battle of the Bells. The Big Ten Bells. Ottman uh, Bell didn't have a monster game. He only two catch for 40 yards and a touchdown. But his touchdown was so awesome that I wanted to bring it up. It was just a deep ball. Uh, had to track it to his outside. Uh, adjust it last second in tight, tight, tight coverage. Snagged it in the pouring rain. I thought it was sweet. David Bell. Um, six catches. A buck 20. He was just so consistently good. And I, I think he's become super underrated just because no one's watching Purdue games and Except he's just, you. he's just so, <laughs> he's just so well-rounded and he's legit. I, David Bell's really good. I just don't want anyone to forget about him. I already mentioned both my outplayed the box score, Matt Corral and my Jay Sanders. Yeah. Uh, for me, I uh, went well, back to the easy pick here. Aiden Hutchinson, who uh, kicked Wisconsin's ass uh, all day long, only had three tackles and a half TFL to show for it. I don't know. I don't know when he wasn't winning. Um, basically, like he he had a sack on a double team that he that he just kind of kicked their ass. He didn't get credit for it. 
super stout. I think he's been so stout against the run, just setting the edge so well this year. I thought he could have been a defensive prospect of the week. Uh, I gave it to Sauce because he had the flashier game. But Hutchinson's been so good, so, so good. And if I can flip this out of nowhere prospect, I'll flip to the oh, other. Oh, I missed that. I was just wondering. I was sitting here. I was like, I haven't mentioned Devontae Wyatt at Georgia yet. Where is he in my notes? And then I realized I just skipped over out of nowhere prospect. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it. I had a nice transition because my out of nowhere prospect I got too. Uh, but one is the guy opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. Well, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, David Ojabo, the other Michigan edge, 6'5", 250. He's from Scotland, the Loch Ness Monster, I call him. Um, <laughs> he had the flashier game. Seven tackles, two and a half sacks, also just beating Wisconsin's offensive line's ass in pass rush. Uh, had a sack early in the game, just looked explosive off the line. Uh, then he had the strip sack late, where a little dip uh, just separated Wolf from the ball. Uh, Ojabo's, Ojabo's coming along, man. He's looking legit week in, week out now. My out-of-nowheres are both Georgia boys. Devontae Wyatt, who J- – Jalen Carter, big recruit. Jordan Davis, everyone knows him. Yep. Devontae Wyatt's like kind of like the the senior who's less talked about, but he he was just another guy who was dominating that Arkansas front. Uh, he had a, a sack and a half, and he, he looks like a, a, a senior bowl guy, and he's been awesome this year. Um, I don't know where they're getting all these guys. They're probably just all massive recruits. But, yeah, 6'3", 315. <laughs> And looked both like powerful but agile. I, I don't know. I liked what I saw. And then their their third string running back, Kenny McIntosh, who had a twenty seven yard catch and fifty seven on the ground. I, like I don't think by like they. It seems like they always have a more old school back and kind of a more agile pass catchy guy, which it's Zamir White and James Cook now. But Kenny McIntosh, six one two ten, high cut. I think he's gonna be that that uh, that kind of that pass catcher next year with Kendall Milton, who's the big recruit, uh, who's just a true sophomore right now, as that more old school true RB one. But yeah, McIntosh, a guy to, to watch for next year. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the Big Ten on the Friday night. Uh, Dane Belton, the Iowa cornerback, I thought was really impressive. Uh, had a tackle, had a pick. Interception was just a great break on the ball. Six one two zero five. It's kind of long, but. Uses size well, moves well, like pretty fluid. I just thought he was locked solid in coverage against uh, Maryland. They got a lot of corners at Iowa all of a sudden. Defense is good, yeah. Um, Okay, overhyped. I went with Josh Job, the Alabama corner, because I didn't think he played – like, okay, the Alabama won pretty easily. But he did not look very good against Ole Miss. And that's a guy who at one point in time – I don't know if the hype's still there, but – it just stood out to me that he he was the guy getting picked on on that Alabama defense. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And funny enough, I went with an Alabama player who did play well. I <laughs> I went with Brian Robinson. Like, 36 carries, 171 yards, four touchdowns. You don't really see the hype from the young draft Twitter folk, but, like, that old school, you know, the, the, the old guard draft people and the big media people, they've been hyping up Robinson, like, pretty quietly all year, and – He's a good back. He's a good back. Uh, he was a horse against Ole Miss, but, like, I don't know. Were you overly impressed? No, because I thought it was more the offensive line than him. Exactly, yeah. I think he's, like, the least inspiring Bama RB1 in a long time. And, like, I'm not saying he's a bad back. I think he's drafted bull for sure. But he's a day three guy that I think, yeah. Like, you call him TJ Yeldon. Exactly, yeah. So, so I, I don't I don't think we should talk, uh, get, get you know, get the talk going too crazy. 
uh, prospect who popped on the scene. Yeah, okay. So I know he's been at TCU for a year, but I want to give J.D. Spielman the, the shout-out because this was kind of his first waking-up game and a player we like for multiple years now. Two catches, 36 yards, a touchdown, looked explosive. Uh, also had a huge kick return for 87 yards that uh, that was pretty awesome. And missing the whole year, basically, last year. I think he'll play in the first two or three games. Uh, I believe a knee injury sent him out. Kind of just nice to see Spielman starting to get his footing finally and making some noise there in the Big 12. I'm going to go with a guy whose team lost, but I think he might be the best prospect on, at his school, and that's Tariq Stevenson at Miami, who spent two years at Georgia, was a former top 50 national recruit, um, transferred to Miami, is a six foot two fourteen Swiss Army Knife DB who can play safety, can play nickel. I thought he was the best player on the field for Miami against Virginia. Yeah, he's kind of been like the lone bright spot. I, I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, which it's hilarious that a backup Georgia DB is the best player at Miami already. Um, but big physical and twitchy for a bigger nickel. I don't I think uh, he's an interesting – he's like he's – I think he's far more athletic than Bubba Bolden. I love Bubba. Who doesn't love Bubba? I know you do. Uh, uh, and then my small school guy was already Carson Strong, so I've hit everything. Okay, yeah. So I mentioned I got Toa Tawa, uh, who I love. I love Toa Tawa. In a big game, know. 12 carries, under 24 Four yards, lines. two touchdowns. I love Vi, too, yeah. I loved Vi and Cap at Nevada so much. Also caught the ball a lot. He can catch the ball well. I I think there's something to Toa Tawa. But uh, my main guy here, I put Khalil Shakir again, who uh, didn't have the biggest statistical game for him. Four catches, 70 yards, a touchdown. But had, like, a huge punt return. It was only 40 yards, but it was just huge because it put him in – like right in the in red zone. Um, and then his touchdown catch was insane where he was diving backwards, just stuck one hand out there, uh, got it, held on to it, like threw the bobble through the ground. Uh, pretty ridiculous. I thought Shakira, like every week he, he does something really impressive. Uh, yes, he does. Uh, that catch was insane. Um, just a reminder, download Spotify Green Room free in the IO App Store ios app store iowa app store um and you know follow all the people you want to follow and tune in and find out when people go live and that's that and okay aj i went two and three last week not great for me uh also went two and three arky and um Ole Miss cost us both it's uh it was tough uh what do you do you got your season record i'm 10 and 10 which i'm i'm kind of proud to not be sub 500 so I'm yeah. 13 and 7. Good work. I know. You've been doing good. That's why I wanted to ask for the records. I know you've been doing good. Until I went 2 and 3. I put too much faith in Arkansas. Don't worry. I'm doing it again. Because I'm oh. starting off with 12 p.m. on ESPN. Number 13, Arkansas. Heading to Oxford at number 17, Ole Miss. The the Pig Suey backs are, are plus 6. Yes, please. Pig Suey away. Revenge game. Um, one, one massive takeaway from that Arkansas Georgia loss was how undisciplined Arkansas was. They were getting penalized constantly. Uh, I, I think they, Sam Pittman puts them in their place. They slow this game down. I think they're a more physical football team than Ole Miss. Ole Miss, obviously a much faster and spread it out team. It's going to come down to, um, I, uh, obviously it's going to come down to, who who's got the better matchup um, on defense to to hold with the other? I just I believe in in this uh, Arkansas defense. 
I love them. I don't think I don't think that Ole Miss offensive line is gonna be able to block these boys who are playing pissed off because they got dominated by Georgia. I am also taking the Razorbacks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like Georgia's a bad matchup for them because Arkansas is big and physical, but Georgia's bigger and more physical. So, <laughs> but when they match up against a team like Ole Miss, who's who's not as big and not as physical, I think that favors Arky, and they're getting points. Uh, I was rolling the hogs. I learned my lesson after picking against them against Texas. So I, I, this is just a speed bump. I'm rolling the hogs still. Okay. 12, ABC, Red River Shootout, number 6, Oklahoma, versus number 21, Texas, in Dallas, Texas. Sooners are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Oklahoma hasn't looked great. They're narrowly beating everyone. Texas Seems to have kind of found its groove with Casey Thompson at quarterback. I'm assuming you're also picking this game. Who are you taking? Yeah, um, I feel like this is like the least excited I've been for a Red River game in a while. You know, Oklahoma's still good. It's just Oklahoma's not covering against anyone. I know it's only three and a half points, but I'm taking the Longhorns. I'm taking the Longhorns. Casey Thompson didn't look particularly good against TCU, but he's been good. Um, I Texas got the best player in the game, Bijan Robinson. And when you're getting points, I'm not going to bet against them, especially when Oklahoma hasn't been special. I think this is going to be a close game. I think that three and a half is going to be really in play. Oklahoma might win. Maybe this is a field goal game. Maybe this is an instant classic Red River game. I hope it is. Um, but give me those points. I'm going to take Texas. I'll be taking Oklahoma because the best quarterback in this game is at Oklahoma. His name's Caleb Williams. The reins are going to be <laughs> handed to him at halftime. He's going to lead the Sooners. Spencer Rowler is going to transfer to – Arizona play for Jed Fish. Um, <laughs> now, I am going to take Oklahoma. I've got to believe that they find some sort of groove eventually on offense with Lincoln Riley and all that talent. Uh, I think Texas is fra- – like, I think they're a fraudulent team. I don't believe them. I, I believe in Bijan Robinson, but I don't believe in them yet. I don't think there's enough dogs there to, to compete in a shootout-style game with Oklahoma. Um, shootout? Oklahoma doesn't even score a lot. <laughs> Just call the Red River shootout. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Caleb Williams is coming. Okay, in. oh sorry, Caleb Williams. So, so they got what eight po- uh, ten points at halftime, and then Caleb Williams puts yeah, forty so in the second half. They'll, they'll be down twenty-one ten to Texas at half. Caleb Williams will come out in the second half. Oklahoma wins forty-two. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Thirty-seven. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Forty-two would have made sense. Twenty-four. Okay, forty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Oklahoma wins, uh, 28-27. Cameron Dicker the kicker misses a game winning field. Dicker the kicker misses the game winning field goal again. Yeah. Uh, Three thirty CBS, the SEC game of the week. Number two Georgia at number eighteen, Fraburn. Get it? Cause fraud. Uh, Bulldogs are fourteen and a half road favorites. I I don't know how you would Auburn is, Auburn's like falling into wins i don't know what's going on there but georgia's gonna roll them yeah their first one in death valley in what since 1960 or something insane like that um yeah go dogs they're gonna roll them they're they're gonna roll them big time i don't again just sim until we get alabama do when he's got jordan davis jalen carter and Devontae wyatt and adam anderson all breathing nicobe dean all breathing down his neck what's bo nicks gonna do nothing throw picks to darian kendrick yeah 4 p.m. Fox, number four Penn State at number three Iowa. I think pretty obviously the most uh, interesting game of the week. 
because this is really at this point for a playoff spot. It's so weird. Number three versus number four, but it's like a weird matchup, and it's not like getting like that much hype. You know what I mean? It's yeah, funny. But at least we'll have Gus and Joel on the call. No, it's sick. I love this. I'm excited. Uh, minus two at home at Kinnick. I'm taking the yeah, Hawkeyes. I, I I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Yeah, get, I'm, I'm taking the Hawkeyes too because they've proven to have one of the most dominant defenses in the country. Yeah. Uh, off offensively, they don't have much of an identity, but neither does Penn State. No. Iowa's defense is the best unit in this game. Tyler Goodson's the best running back in this game. I mean, Jahan Dotson's the best receiver in this game, but the quarterbacks both suck. And the DBs are uh, great like for the, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like the, uh, like, Iowa's offensive line hasn't been dominant, but Tyler Linderbaum has been. And I, I like that a little bit more than Penn State. I, I think set like a 17 13 Iowa win. So, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I don't know if you saw the total, but do you want to guess what it was? It, I think I saw, was it like 41 and a half? 41 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> hilarious, but like accurate. Yeah. Alternatively, I think, like, Oklahoma-Texas was, like, 66. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I, we, we matched on four. I, I'm sure you don't have my last one. So, I'm going to go here. Uh, noon. Big Ten Network. Michigan State minus five. Going to Piscataway. Taking on the Scarlet Knights. Um, <laughs> this is my bonus game. I'm going to take I'm gonna take Michigan State. I, I think five points. They're playing good ball. Uh, Rutgers is always tough, but uh, five points a touchdown. I, I feel like the the Spartans Spartans are better than Knights, right? I think so. They they they're covered so. by a touchdown. But New Jersey's better than Michigan. That I can't disagree with. Um. Okay. My I, I like to my my fool around game. I like to go G five usually. So I am, and I couldn't believe I was just gonna pick this game because I I, I like the players in it, but I couldn't believe this line. 5-0 UTSA, 3.5-point dogs at 1-4 Western Kentucky. Give me give me the Roadrunners. Frank Harris, Sincere McCormick, who's just get like being run into the ground to win games. Uh, <laughs> Western Kentucky got your boy Bailey Zapp. Whose got, arm is um, falling off trying to win games. <laughs> yeah, like it's one team just going to run the ball 40 times. The other is going to throw it 60. I love this game. It's on 7, 7 p.m. on Stadium. I plan to watch it. I'm really excited about it. Give me the Roadrunners plus three and a half. Fuck, I wish that was a, like a Friday night special. I know. It's such a fun, weird game. That's a good line, though. But, yeah, Western Kentucky's, like, they're they're losing, but they're not playing poorly at all. Like, Zappi's been No, ba- Bailey Zapp's like, second in the country in yards and touchdowns. And they've got the, 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 the leading receivers, the other guy, the, one of the three receivers from Houston Baptist who transferred with him. Right. Watch out. Bailey Zappi's the, the senior quarterback that's going to go to the senior bowl and, uh, and emerge. This, this, game, this game is a, a battle for old school run the ball and new school throw the ball, in my opinion. I like how this is the game, game we've, we like previewed the most. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's my favorite game, on paper at least. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I, Penn State and I was a lot of fun. I, I think that's going to be a cool game. I'm excited. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.